Hey there, Make Your Way listeners. Katie here, and I'm excited to share that Make Your Way is moving over to its own podcast RSS feed. To keep following the show, go to wherever you get your podcasts and search Make Your Way to subscribe. During the migration, you'll still see Make Your Way on the current feed where you're listening now, but after this season, you'll need to subscribe to the new feed to get all the latest episodes. We hope to see you over there. You're listening to Make Your Way, Season 5, Episode 6. Welcome to Make Your Way, where we explore what it means to work and create on your own terms. Along with every episode, we post show notes with links to resources mentioned in the episode and a full transcript. You can find these materials at katielinder.work slash podcasts. Hey, Katie. Hello, Sarah. How are you? I'm good. I am excited to talk to you uh, because before we hit record, I learned that, Katie, you have some very specific opinions about- I sure do our topic today. And I am excited. Because <laughs> I love it when you're just like, rah, about a thing. Uh, so today we're going to be talking a little bit about this idea of lead magnets. And yes. um, I did a quick Google search before we hit record because I wanted to know what the internet has to say in terms of a definition of lead magnet, because I feel like this term gets thrown around a lot. Um, and for the purposes of our discussion, at least a starting off point for us today, uh, a lead magnet is an incentive that people use to offer um, in exchange for an email address or something like that, some other type of information. So maybe it is a free PDF download or an ebook or a white paper or a video or that sort of thing. And you click the little thing and it says, give me your email address. And then you're suddenly subscribed to an email list um, in exchange for this free piece of content. So Katie, tell me, how do you feel about lead magnets? <laughs> Um, I hate them so much. <laughs> Let's just start there. Um, well, and I, first of all, I should say I use one. So there's that. Right. Um, but the the main way I think we see people do this is for email lists. You know, yeah. like if you join my email list, I'll give you this thing. Um, and right now I have a thing on my website that's like, if you join my email list, like you get like a to-do list template or something like that. But what you're joining my email list for is literally my blog that is freely available. Like, if, and if you if <laughs> yeah. you subscribe to my RSS feed, you're gonna get my blog. I mean, like, yeah. it's not I'm not you know hiding content basically um, and putting it behind this thing. And same with my monthly newsletter. It's like if you get my monthly newsletter, you're basically getting sold to. Like, I mean, I I'm very clear. Like, I'm giving you like information about my current projects. You're getting discount codes potentially, like that kind of stuff. So, um, but this is one of those things that it bothers me a lot that we are at this place where we're just trying to like trick people into giving us their information and I mm -hmm. do see it this way I mean yes we are agents when we're like giving this information we know what's happening um but part of me just feels like do you not can you not stand on your own two feet with this like mm -hmm. do you really have to trick people like why wouldn't they want to give you this if you're doing amazing work like mm -hmm. why wouldn't they want to be drawn in so mm -hmm. Of course, to bring this back to radical self-trust, because that's my life now. It's your life. That's what um, you do. There's a whole section of radical self-trust on magnetism. And when I think of lead magnets, I'm like, we need to be thinking about magnetism. We need to not be thinking about lead magnets. And, mm -hmm. and what is the thing that is going to draw you in so much that you're going to be like, I want more? Mm -hmm. And this was something that I, when I first started my business, I'm just remembering this, like literally in this moment, I remember 
coming across certain businesses where I could not get enough of mm-hmm. their content. Like I, mm-hmm. I like stumbled into their world. And like a good example of this is Jason Zook and Caroline Zook with Wandering Aimfully. And I'm a member of that. Um, like I, I've totally bought into like their messaging. I think I just really support the work they're doing. And I was like looking at everything they were doing. I mean, I was like, show me your blog, show me your videos. Like I, I want to see everything. And so when I was designing my podcast channel and my blog, like I really wanted to be producing enough content so that if somebody went down that rabbit hole with me, they would like find no end. I mean, they would be like, <laughs> there is so much content here that I can explore. Like, this is great. Like, I was not wanting to hide any of it. I mean, I was mm-hmm. like, let me give you that experience of like, I feel some like someone has seen me and mm-hmm. I want to connect with them. Like I mm-hmm. want. And so I have so many ways to connect with me, like online and my blog and my podcast. You can write me a letter. I mean, like there's all these different things because I want to provide that experience. And I think when you do lead magnets, it's like the opposite of that. It's like, Mm. let me put a barrier between you and my really good stuff. And I'm not gonna give you my really good stuff unless you give me something first. And that is complete BS. So it's sort of the the what what I'm hearing is what drives you crazy about this is the transit sort of the transactional nature of of the exchange that like right. you give me this and then I'll give you my expertise as opposed right. to here have everything and like if you want more great come find me come what, find me right, right exactly and I that's the magnetism part and and mm-hmm. the other reason that I feel really strongly about this particularly this morning is um, this past week I've done a deep dive on another podcast that I love called Rock Your Bliss and we'll link to it in the show notes and it is like the epitome of magnetism to me like I mean they the two there's two women who host it you're completely drawn in I mean mm-hmm. you are like I want to be in your circle I mm-hmm. want to be your friend you know like you are doing a book group sign me up you are doing a retreat in Mexico great I mean like they're just doing really good you know and it's just them living their lives it's just them in a really authentic way they're like best friends. They have these conversations on their show. They bring other people into the show in such an inclusive way. They do interviews with other people. And it's like, they're so magnetic. They're mm-hmm. just so like inclusive and you want to be part of that circle. And they, I mean, it's like, why? Why would you not want that? Like, right. why would you want to put up any kind of barrier? So I'm feeling especially kind of, you know, hot and bothered about this right now because I see people doing this so well. Mm-hmm. with the magnetism part and I'm like it is so effective like mm-hmm. and we're not talking about that we're not talking yeah. about as online business owners how do you be inclusive and draw people in and give away those gifts of knowledge in a way that people are like yes I want to support you because you're doing really good work so how can I pay for a program that you're doing or mm-hmm. how can I get closer to you you know mm-hmm. by doing a one-on-one engagement or whatever because I'm just so thankful that you're yeah. putting this stuff out there that I feel really connected with so that's like a little bit of how I feel about this. <laughs> I love it. And I love I love that you're so specific about it because I think you're right. There are differences between these approaches of drawing people in. And yeah, it can be a, a big deterrent when you, you know, as, as a consumer, right? If I'm hovering around somebody and kind of interested in their, you know, their Twitter or whatever, I found them on YouTube or whatever it is. And then I go to their website and it's like, oh, you have this cool thing. Yes, I would love this cool thing. And I click on the thing and then there's an email thing that pops up and I'm like, right. Never mind. Like either never mind or like, 
all right, fine. And then fine. I'm just going to unsubscribe, right? Like, right. But then it, it doesn't feel good. Like that no. transaction doesn't feel good. It feels like you're getting tricked. And mm-hmm. so here's like my least favorite thing when this happens. And it makes me irate. Mm-hmm. When you go to a website and they have really good content and you're like, great. And they have some kind of quiz. And they're like, take this quiz to find out what you are in whatever thing. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, you want your results? Uh Give me your email. And I'm like, I hate you. I never give you my email. (laughs) You are so like tricking me. Manipulative, yeah. It's so manipulative. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, you can't, you obviously don't trust that people are interested enough in this that you're, you're trying. And then of course, once you do click in, if you do click into one of these quizzes, then they have this email series. That's like, let me tell you about this. Let me tell you about that. And they've like automated everything and it's beautiful and whatever. (laughs) You can't see the look I'm giving to Sarah right now, but it's like my angry, I kind of, I actually kind of want to take a picture of it so that we can put it in the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure I can recreate it. Um, But no, I mean, it's like that kind of stuff. I'm just like, I mean, it goes back to the radical self-trust stuff where I'm just like, oh, you just don't, you know, like you, you think you have to do this Mm -hmm. and I I don't even care if it works. Like I don't even care. And I'm sure it does because otherwise why would people do it? But I've thought about this for radical self-trust, you know, like Mm -hmm. having some kind of quiz or some kind of instrument. I mean, I'm a researcher. Like Mm -hmm. I, I know how to design instruments. Like I could put something out there that's like, what are you really struggling with right now? Right. Would I put it behind a lead magnet? No. no, like I would just put it out there and be like, okay, so if you are struggling with this element, here's yeah. all the blog posts I've written about it. Here's all the podcasts I've written about it. And if you go and you read my blog posts and you listen to my podcast, are you going to hear me talking about my group coaching program around, uh, around radical self-trust? Yes, mm-hmm. you are. And mm-hmm. that, and maybe you'll decide to buy into that, but I'm not going to hide that content. Like yeah. I, oh, yeah, I can't, mm-hmm. I just can't. It's, yeah. So it's true. Sarah, how do you feel about it? <laughs> How do you feel about lead magnets? And are you using them? And maybe you're ashamed to admit it now that I've gone off on my rant. But no, I, it's a, it is a tactic. I mean, I people are doing it. And obviously, it's a thing. I'm feeling strongly about it now that it's a bad thing. But <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of those things that can be really effective. And if it I think I think what uh, maybe is is important to consider if you're considering doing lead magnets is really how does it fit with your brand? And how does it fit with the work you're trying to do? You know, do you feel like harvesting an email address from somebody is the way that you need to get your foot in the door. And for some people, the answer to that might be yes. And okay, if that's the way that that you want to do that, then that's okay. I mean, there, there are lots of people out there doing that. Um, I, I'm with you on the the feeling that it, it feels a little gross sometimes. But it's also sort of just like how the internet works now, which I also doesn't make it right, but is it makes it a little more, I guess, palatable. Okay, I have um, to push back on this. I have yeah. to push back on this idea that yeah. this is how the internet works now, and this is why. Because <laughs> first of all, if you're using a kind of email client like Mailchimp or ConvertKit or whatever, nobody's opening your emails because yeah. they're all being marked as spam. Like unless you are actively engaging and you're going into your spam box and you're like, "Oh, that's not spam. Let me pull it out," or "Let me mm-hmm. put this person in my address book," or whatever. I look at my open rates, I know Mm -hmm. that this is stuff that is being, and this happens for a number of reasons that are totally out of my control, like algorithms, whatever. Like this stuff is being funneled into a black box, you know, Mm -hmm. or or like a black hole where nobody's ever seeing it. So when we say things like, oh, this is just how it works now, it actually isn't functional. Like when you (laughs) you have these lists of people's emails, like you're maybe getting to 30% of them. And if they stop engaging with your emails, like they don't open them, Mm -hmm. then it's like, what's the point? And you're paying one of these clients, one of these male clients to have them on your list and they're not Mm -hmm. even doing anything. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I meant, I meant more like, I meant more like the, the culture of the internet is, is such that like lead magnets are not unexpected, right? They're normal. Sort of the way, right. They've been normalized. And so, um, you know, it is a way that people interact and, and share information. Um, I, you know, also coming from the academic background, I have a pretty visceral reaction to the paywall kind of thing. Um, and this feels kind of like a paywall, even though it's not monetary paywall, it's personal information paywall. It's like and a privacy paywall. That's yeah. the part that bothered. Well, and I think that with speaking of kind of current internet stuff, you're just not gonna be able to shut me up about this, Sarah, because <laughs> I'm just gonna go on. I haven't um, actually said if I have one or not. <laughs> well, I mean, like, we, we will come back to this. But this idea of like how the internet works, at the very least, if I had to say one positive thing about lead magnets, at the very least, it is a, you are aware of what's happening. You are aware yeah. that they're asking for something and you are giving that thing and getting this other thing in return. Whereas if you go on social media, they're collecting all kinds of stuff about you oh, that yeah. you don't even really know what's going on and how it's being shared and whatever. So like there's these more covert ways of like not having privacy on the internet. Mm-hmm. So at, the, at least this is more overt. At least yeah. you know, you know that this is happening. But You, you okay. know the transaction is happening as opposed to them just robbing you in the middle of the night. Right. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the internet is a lovely place. Um, <laughs> I do not have lead magnets. So to answer the original question, um, I have been toying with it a little bit. Uh, so Tracy and I, when we created the Resilience Toolkit, we knew like there would be um, there would be various opportunities for people to kind of engage with us and, and join our email list and that sort of thing. Um, we both do a lot of public speaking, and so we would pass around our email list you know, sign up for our email list at that point. And that email list is like, we send you a free strategy a month. And then in there, there's also a couple promotions. Occasionally we'll send out discount codes or like, you know, updates if things have changed. Um, And so people can kind of choose whether or not they want to engage with that. We were talking the other day about, do we want to do some sort of lead magnet on our website where, you know, you you could download this, this other tool that we've created um, which is called the behavior thinking guide. So if you're having uh, issues with a, a challenging behavior with a young child, we actually, it's like a worksheet, a couple page worksheet that provides a number of questions and spaces to kind of scribble your answers about, you know, what challenges am I seeing? What What is the child doing well in the classroom? You know, what are the different um, things that I'm knowing about the family in that situation? So it sort of helps you unpack um, challenging behavior from that, that perspective. Um, and we were toying with like, should we put this up on the website just as a freebie or should we put this up and, you know, do the lead magnet thing where there is this, um, email block. And we went back and forth about it a little bit. And based on a lot of what I'd been seeing and my own, you know, interactions with lead magnets and conversations you and I had had, Katie, I was kind of like, I don't, I don't love the message that sense, right? I don't, I don't want this to be all behind this email wall, right? Like I want a lot of the content to be freely accessible. And, you know, though our resilience toolkit is for purchase, right? We've made it affordable. We've made it, you know, pretty easy to access, easy to use. Um, But it is content that we spend a lot of time and energy creating. And so, yes, it is going to be behind a paywall. But this other thing took us like, I don't know, an hour (laughs) to create. It was stuff that we've already used in other contexts. And so it was like, well, why not just have this be a freebie? So we haven't implemented it yet where I think we're looking at the next month or two, um, sending it out to our email list and just saying, hey, this is here. 
um, and then putting it up on the website for people to just access. And what we might do is in the the thing, in the worksheet, put, hey, if you're interested in more great resources like this, sign up for our email list here, right? So then people can right. opt into that as it's like, oh, I want to continue. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so, this is, so this is something that I can, we can post in the show notes, um, the women of Being Boss, their podcast, they have a mm-hmm. podcast called Being Boss. Recently, um, Kathleen Shannon did an experiment with this, and hmm. they had a mailing list for, she has a, um, a consultancy, kind of an agency called Break Creative, and their mailing list had kind of plateaued. This is based on her describing this in this episode. I listened to a podcast episode about it. And so they ended up taking down all their lead magnets, and they put ah. just everything for free and said basically what you just did. If you like this kind of stuff, you're going to get more if you come through our mailing list, and, and we'll like send you stuff that might be of interest to you. They had thousands of people join their list. Oh, I mean, it was like a massive change. Like yeah. it, and she didn't even really talk about it anywhere. It was just like something they did on their hmm. website, and they like put all these free resources out. And of course, they're a branding agency, so their handouts are beautiful. I mean, right. like they have these really amazing, beautiful handouts. And but I was like, good for you. I mean, yeah. like that is how, in my opinion, that is how it should work. I mean, like you should just put out amazing work, and people should be like, yes, I want more of that. Let me give you information that I am freely giving to you because yep. I'm not expecting anything in return other than more good stuff that you're already putting out for free. Well, and if we're also talking about engagement levels, so, you know, we've talked about this previously, Katie, and I, and I think some of this is changing a little bit, as you mentioned, the email clients and that sort of thing, how those are being routed and all of that sort of thing. Like you need your people on your email list to be opening your emails. Right. If you have a bunch of email addresses from people that you forced to give your their email to you like those people are some of them will be engaged but if they're not freely giving you that information the chances of them opening enough of your emails for it to like matter i I don't know what what is the point yeah right what what is the ultimate goal there i mean the idea is to sell to these people i'm assuming like if you're doing the lead magnet you're trying to get them to buy stuff if they're not opening your emails and they only wanted that thing that you put up. But I mean, the other thing too is if you are going to do a lead magnet, I mean, you better make sure it's aligned with the stuff that you're doing. I mean, like, so that they're actually wanting the other things you're putting out there. This is the other challenge, I think, of lead magnets for businesses like ours, where it's like, I do like six different things and they're not all aligned. I mean, radical self-trust, yes. I mean, I Mm -hmm. could do something around that. But radical self-trust is something that I believe in so much. Like, I am not putting it behind a wall. Like, I want everybody to know what this thing is. So it's also, for me, a values question. Like, Mm -hmm. what are your values? And not to say, I mean, some of our listeners are probably hearing this and they're like, I have, you know, lead magnets, whatever. I'm not saying you don't have values or that your values are wrong. Um, Please hear me on this. But this is one of those areas of online business where I feel like if you're not interrogating it, You're just going to be like, oh, everybody does this. Therefore, Mm -hmm. I should do it too. And you're going to Mm -hmm. do it without thinking about it, which is totally why I did it in the beginning. I was like, oh, this is is a thing that people do. Sure, it gets me more email. Like, I just wasn't kind of going into that kind of critical questioning of like, what am I really trying to do here? Like, Mm -hmm. and I put up that lead magnet, I don't know, a couple of years ago. I totally just wrote down on my list for my creative retreat that's coming up in like two weeks to remove all my lead magnets. Because I'm like, why am Ah. I doing this? Like, why would I not just say, if you want this in your inbox, like here, like Here. I, but you yeah. can also sign up for RSS. I mean, like I, it's yeah. all free. It's all there. I'm not, you know, trying to hide anything um, and just put other resources out there, you know, in a way that people can download them if they want. I mean, it's so I, yeah. And I think the other piece that's really hard for people who do decide to engage in a lead magnet, some people will do one that takes a ton of time and energy to create. 
I mean, mm. like there, the idea and what you're told to do is to create something that people would pay for so mm. that you're giving away something that has real value to people. So people will put a lot of time and energy into creating something. And part of me is like, put out good content, draw mm -hmm. people in and then sell that thing. Like, why yeah. are you giving it? I, I, yeah, yeah, I clearly have yeah. feelings about this. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I don't, I don't especially love lead magnets, but I, you know, they are sort of a standard practice and a lot of people do them. And, and listeners, if, if you, some of you use lead magnets and feel strongly that they are important and that you they tell have us. helped your business, like tell us how that has worked for you. Because I think, uh, yeah, I think we're curious. How, how would that work? Um, I'm curious, Katie, with respect to lead magnets, mostly we're talking about like downloadables and that sort of thing. Um, I'm wondering about one of the, the things that we were thinking about talking a little bit about is, are there other kinds of um, lead magnets that you might consider asking for an email address for um, that's a little bit more in depth, but is still free for people? So something like, for example, if you were going to host an hour long webinar or something right. um, and you wanted to not, first of all, like send people the information for the webinar, you know, right. Um, right that might require an email collection, right? And that and that, yeah. that would be, you might eventually put it on your website later as like a free streaming thing if somebody wants to stream it after the fact or whatever. Yes. Um, how do you feel about that kind of thing? That like there's, a, there's slightly more engagement encouraged on the part of the participant and that there's more time and energy that you're putting into something like that. So like this is something I've definitely done. Um, a good example of it would be I do a, uh, for the last couple of years, I've done a planning for a productive year webinar in like January. And I do a free webinar and I, it's usually like, can we all have a planning party together? Like, wouldn't that be fun? Like, come on over to this webinar. Um, and then the most I would do probably is, and again, let me be clear. Some people would be like, you are making a mistake. You know, like if they would say that this is stupid, that I'm doing it this way. But I would send out a replay and yeah, I send out reminders and whatever, like telling people that it's coming up. And then at the replay, I might say, you know, if you want more of this, like, join my newsletter or, you know, like come to my website or like, here's, here's other places where you can find out what I do, but I'm not typically trying to sell a product. Mm -hmm. I did try to do this at one point with my coaching and it felt super icky. Like it mm -hmm. just was like, I do not like how this feels. My coaching can stand on its own. Thank you very much. Like I don't need to be tricking people into <laughs> being my right. coaching clients. Um, and so it, it didn't feel good to me. It didn't feel genuine. I am sure there are ways. I mean, I I'm, I want to back up just a little bit and be, for people who are kind of thinking about this and they've they've read good things about it. I'm sure there are ways of doing this in a genuine way. I have not found them. I have yeah. not seen very many other people be able to do it. Um, and I think that content marketing is actually a lot stronger mm -hmm. than lead magnets. Yeah. Like if you are putting out good content, and we talked about this in an earlier episode in this season, so go back to that if you haven't heard it. Um, but if you're putting out really good, strong content, you should be drawing people in. Like they should want to engage with you. Mm -hmm. And they may not be able to pay you yet, but they're still hanging in there because they mm -hmm. want to know what you're up to or maybe that you haven't provided something yet that they want to buy. But this is the magnetism piece. Um, and I want to focus on this a little bit because I'm really curious, Sarah, if you have certain brands or businesses that you feel are doing a good job with this that mm. like feel magnetic to you that you're like I am so drawn in and when you put when you post something I'm like ready to watch it right then like I yeah. always want to know kind of what's going on with you I mean mm -hmm. do you have anyone that you can think of that's doing that 
Yeah, I mean, there are a few people that I follow fairly religiously with respect to that. Um, and one that I've jumped on most recently, so Brene Brown, who we've talked about before on this on the podcast, and who is amazing. If you haven't somehow heard of her, as I hadn't like, I don't know, six months to a year ago, and now I am fully on the Brene Brown train. Um, but she is amazing and talks all about things like vulnerability and leadership and change and grappling with hard stuff. So she's great. Uh, but she recently restarted her, I guess she used to do a, an email list that was a TGIF. Um, so every Friday, you'd get a different like a newsletter kind of up, update about things for, from her and different thoughts and that sort of thing. So she, I guess, reinitiated that recently. I'm on, so the, she, I'm on the She list. posted it. Yeah, she posted <laughs> it on Instagram. And I was like, yes, please. I want Brene Brown in my inbox every week because it will make my life better. <laughs> And so, you know, the last couple of Fridays I've gotten it. And as soon as it's popped into my inbox, I'm like, yes, what, <laughs> Brene, tell me, tell me how I can live my life better. Um, so there are those people that, those voices that I want to hear from and those voices that I really believe in and that, that I trust what they have to say and that I think that they are living their lives or building their businesses in really interesting and authentic ways. Um, that, yeah, there, there are examples like that, um, where I, I want to be a part of their circle. I, you know, I want to be a part of their crew. And, um, you know, so Brene is, is certainly one of those. But And I'm sure that there is an amount of strategy that went into that, right? Like she just oh, released this giant Netflix, yeah. you know, show, which was awesome, by the way. I mean, Brene Brown has an entire industry. Like, I mean, yeah. she, I mean, if you, she has a team, she had, yeah. like, she has grown out this business that obviously she is the figurehead of this business. Yes. But if you do a deeper dive into what she's up to, and she just did um, a training certification for mm -hmm. like doing um, training on her being a facilitator, basically of her mm -hmm. most recent books. And so she's, she's very much like building yeah. this out into a thing. Um, but she's also still super vulnerable and yeah. like she's showing up and she's real and it and she's I love her photos on Instagram where she's like showing up in New York Times underneath the billboard of her on Netflix yeah. and she's like this is <laughs> like, insanity and I'm like yes it is yeah that's yeah so like cool. I mean you're a yeah. normal person who would be like WTF like why yeah. am I on a New York Times billboard so anyway I mean like I I connect with her on that level too of just like you are someone who has had an explosion of growth right. in your brand right. and it's really fun to watch how you're dealing with it because. Yeah. Like many of us will never have that experience and good mm -hmm. for you. And you're an academic too. So I yeah, mean, who doesn't want awesome. that? Right. Like, and she, I love watching her talk. I mean, this is going to turn into the, we love Brene Brown podcast, but it's <laughs> fine. Um, I love watching her speak. And, the, and this Netflix special was a really great example of that. And I was like, you are everything I want to be as a public speaker because she walks this line of being a vulnerable, real human and also being a professional who knows her stuff, right? Who has done the work and who has done the research and who can talk about it in a way that is accessible for people and actually means something to people um, while also being charismatic and funny and vulnerable. Like, I just, yeah, she's delightful. Yeah. She's like a her. triple, quadruple threat. Like, just yeah, <laughs> just like fascinating to watch. So people like Brene um, are definitely ones that, that, yeah, that there are those people that, I want to be a part of your circle. I will read everything you put out. Um, those kinds of things. So do you have a, a few examples, Katie, of people that you're following like that? Oh, so I mentioned Wandering Aimfully um, because I one of the things I appreciate about them is they're kind of, I won't say they're fearless, but they have a very good relationship with their fear. And I always like to follow people like that who are just mm -hmm. like, we're going to say that this is really hard and scary and we're doing it anyway. And we're going <laughs> to tell you about how. And like they, mm -hmm. they're really good about behind the scenes process, which I love. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm so into that. Um, and recently, for example, um, they've been talking very openly about how their business 
took a pause for like two full months because Caroline was dealing with intense anxiety and Mm -hmm. had to basically go offline for two months to deal Mm -hmm. with it. And they came back and they talked about it in just really helpful ways. And I mean, I was completely drawn into that. I was like, I mean, part of me, and we've talked about this before, like I have pretty strong boundaries about what I want to talk about online and what I don't. But I am still drawn to people who cross boundaries that I wouldn't cross because Mm -hmm. I'm like, how are you doing this in a way that is like really effective? Mm Because I'm not the person that should be reaching and it is. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like I, so I'm always kind of drawn into that stuff. Um, So they're one brand. Another brand that I love is um, Elise Joy Kripe, who's the woman who does the Get to Work book. Um, And she just has a beautiful Instagram feed. She's very positive. I'm really drawn to brands that, I mean, it's not like her life isn't difficult and they're in the middle of like a house renovation. So I'm sure she's like driven crazy by all kinds of things, but she's posting images of how people are using her um, planner. She's a huge person who's into crafts. So she's doing a lot of behind the scenes about sewing. She's been like only sewing her own clothes for like a year. So she's not buying anything, including things like underwear and bras. And so she's like sewing her own stuff, which has been like really fun to watch. Am I ever going to do that? No. I mean, like I, so I'm always drawn to the people who are like process, like they're Uh, showing the process like that. It doesn't even really matter what it is. Yeah. Um, And then a a couple other examples. A lot of these are people from Instagram because that's kind of the place that I'm drawn to the most. Um, There is a woman named Nicole Antoinette who is doing hiking and she does Mm -hmm. these like long hikes and then she uses Instagram as kind of a kind of journal. Hmm. So she'll like tell you how that's going. And she just ended a 49 day hike of the I think it was the Pacific Crest Trail you're not kidding about the hikes okay I mean like she's like doing this long term and okay so let me just tell you really quickly I I had to share this with my partner at one point well I don't know if I want to go into this she she has an injury on her foot and Mm -hmm. she does this thing that's like really graphic in a Mm -hmm. hotel room to like fix it and I and it involves like a drill uh-huh. And oh, God. Ooh. yeah, Ooh. I mean, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so like horrified and I'm drawn in at the same time. Like I, you know, like and this is it's so interesting how she's using Instagram, because like if she put out a photo book that was like, here's the photo and here's my journal reflection of that day, I would buy it. I, w- mm-hmm. I want the whole narrative. Like it's mm-hmm. it's actually really hard for me to kind of get it in the pieces that Instagram has it in. And so and she did longer hikes before. So all that to say there's an honesty there. She's she's dealing with like she goes out on these hikes to deal with some really difficult stuff in her own life. Mm-hmm. So she's like processing stuff, like she's doing things that are physically hard as she's doing kind of emotionally hard work and she talks mm-hmm. about that. Um so I mean I I'm sure our listeners can think of people that they are following that they're just like completely drawn in and they I- want it's like give me more. Like I just want to know more and if, these are the people that like you'd want to take to coffee. Mm-hmm. Or you'd want to be in a book group with them. You know, mm-hmm. like, well, introvert me. This is the kind of thing that I would want. <laughs> um, extroverts, like, you want to see them on a main stage at a concert or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you extroverts want. Um, but so my next kind of question around this, though, Sarah, is like, what parts of your business or brand do you feel are magnetic for people? Like, are you actively trying to do this? And if not, like, what's accidentally happening <laughs> in this area? <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, so. The the obvious one for me is is the Honestly series, and it is really interesting how different elements of that are reaching people in ways that I, some in some ways I expect, in some ways I don't. So um, recently, I released a video um, all about my it's I've called it my walk with infertility, and it's the video is really simple. It's me walking. It's my feet walking on the sidewalk. Like that that is the whole video. But I have this um, 
sort of audio audio portion that I overlay over top of it that's talking about this walk and how it's difficult and the different pieces of it and that sorts of thing. And I'm not like revealing all the nitty gritty details of what I'm going through, but I'm, I'm sharing that like, this is really hard and it's really hard to hear when all of your friends and people, you know, are suddenly getting pregnant and you know, those sorts of things, um, the different emotional pieces to part of that. And, you know, I knew that that one was, uh, it was not a stretch for me to make it, like it needed to be made, you know, sometimes you make a creative thing and you're like, no, this has to be out in the world. <laughs> um, so it felt like that for me and it was actually pretty easy to put together and write and create. And I knew that like, this is probably gonna hit some people in the right kind of way, right? Like the, I, I suspect this one is gonna resonate with people. And I was actually right on that one. Uh, and I, I had a number of people, people I knew and people I didn't who either wrote in, um, you know, and left a comment on my website that came into my, my inquiry email box. I had a number of people who reached out on social or who reached out in person to just say like, that was really powerful for me. And like, it helped to open my eyes to the reality that a lot of people are going through, or I myself am going through similar sorts of things. And it was really great to hear that, like, I'm not alone in that, you know, so that, that has a magnetic element to it. Now I'm not going to become the fertility specialist. Like that's not my brand. That's not what I want, but, um, I am being pretty upfront about that, uh, about this journey that I'm on. And, um, in addition, in the honestly, uh, series email newsletters, I, I kind of created this idea of like, let's do 2019 where I ask a different question every month. And so each question is a different reflection on a, a you know different question for every every month and what I'm thinking about uh, with respect to that every month. And that has been fascinating for me because for me, it's like, oh, this is a processing thing for me. Like, oh, okay, I'm just kind of sharing, what are my thoughts on this? But without fail, every month I get at least one, if not multiple replies. And this email list is small, like it's less than a hundred people on this email list. And, you know, open rates being what they are, like, even with 50% open rates, like this is very small sample size of people. Um, but I, I get at least one email back every month that's like, I really appreciate that you are talking about this stuff. This makes me think about things differently. Like, I, I love how you frame these things or whatever. And this last one, I had a lot of trouble writing it, partly because I didn't love the question and I was kind of like, I don't really know what to say about this, but I had a lot to say and I actually wrote three different drafts of it and then kind of came back around and I was like, okay, none of this is working and actually wrote the email and said in the email, like, I've written three drafts of this. I have no idea what my answer to this question is, <laughs> basically. Here are the things that are getting me thinking about it, right? Like, so I even felt in that moment that, um, I had a little bit of struggle of like the things that I should be saying about like, this is how you do this. And here are the tips and strategies I'd use, right? Like there's that professional element that I should put forward. And then I was like, no, right. That, that's not where I am. Where I am is I don't freaking know. <laughs> like, I don't know how I answer this question right now. Um, and so I was like, here's some things I'm thinking about, I guess. Um, but again, I had, you know, a couple people reach out and just say like, I really appreciate this. This series is resonating with me and please keep doing it. And I really like it. So that for me is really powerful to be getting those, those personal heartfelt responses to, to mm -hmm. the things that I'm putting out there. And that does, I think, create that, that magnetism and, and that investment, right? People want to 
continue to follow that journey and hear what I have to say next, which <laughs> no pressure, <laughs> but also, you know, it, it feeds that part of the creative process for me um, in a way that's been really interesting to follow. And I, I, I enjoy that work a lot, um, even if it is hard to, you know, make myself vulnerable and actually lean into the, the discomfort of like, I don't know what my answer is to this question. But also, neither do you probably. So let's let's join that journey together. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's been I good. What about you? Which areas are you feeling most magnetized mm. by? Well, I mean, definitely radical self-trust was one yeah. of those areas for me. Um, yeah. People immediately were like resonating with that. And it was actually, it was a different thing for me. I mean, now it feels very natural for me to talk about it because I've been mm-hmm. talking about it like all the time for a year, um, as our listeners know. <laughs> But um, in the beginning, it felt almost like a spiritual experience for me. And I don't consider myself to be a super spiritual person. So it was like, whoa, this is a really big thing. And it's Mm -hmm. way bigger than me. And this is a responsibility I have to like put this out into the world. And it felt big. It felt, you know, um, and I was careful with it for that reason. Like I, I wanted to be not like throwing together a program as quickly as possible. And like, I mean, it took, I took about six months to develop seven weeks to radical self trust. And to really think about like, how did I want to incorporate it into my coaching? And I'm still thinking about that. I mean, like it, that, that thought process is definitely not over. Um, but I would say another area, which is kind of in a more overt fashion is when I, when I asked my listeners to write me letters, um, that has been incredibly intimate. Hmm. <laughs> like, I, I don't know exactly what I was expecting to happen. I was inspired by Mae Sarton, who's a um, a poet and a journalist who, uh, and by journalist, I mean like a person who writes in journals, not someone who is a, um, like a newspaper journalist. Ah. And she was a frequent letter writer. Like she had people writing her like dozens of letters. And like, this was a huge part of her daily life was to write letters to people. And and so I was like, let's do that. I don't want to yeah. be writing emails. Like let's, let's write letters. So I've had all these people write me letters and um, some of them it's like, they were waiting for an invitation. I mean, they were like, you know, some people had reached out to me like a year ago and I'd like answered a question for them on the podcast. And so they, they wrote me a letter, like thanking me for that. And like, but they're telling me these stories about their lives that are just yep. incredible. I mean, like, yep. I, I love it. I mean, I, I'm so like, I feel so privileged to be in a space where they're like trusting me to tell me that information. And I, I of course, I'm responding and telling them things about my life and, and we're developing these kind of epistolary relationships, um, Mm -hmm. which is really fun. So that feels like an area where it was very invitational though on my part. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's magnetic for certain people who wanted something like that in their lives. And then they're like, Oh, like you're giving me permission to Mm -hmm. do this. And I'm like, so showing up for that. And I have one who's like a scrapbooker. And so she puts like stickers and drawings and like, I love it. I mean, it's just so fun. Um, but the other thing, as you were talking about the honestly series, I feel, so something I've been thinking about more and more recently, and I'm just not sure what to do with it yet. Um, and I have not really talked about it in a public way is there are a couple things in my life that have been for lack of a better phrasing, like real spiritual teachers for me, like they're private things. They're not things that I talk about. And, but I, there are things that I'm wrestling with all the time, you know, like, and, and that are definitely part of my daily life. And at some point, it's, I've got to talk about it. It's just Mm -hmm. something that is, you know, like, it's so part of who I am. It's so part of what I live, you know, like that it's almost surprising to me that I have kept the boundary this long. Um, and it was intentional. Like I Mm -hmm. absolutely made that choice of like not going there. 
Um, but I'm also getting to a place, I think particularly because of the radical self-trust work, where it's becoming very clear to me that there are relationships between these things and that it could be useful for other people. And I think in a large part, I was choosing not to go there because it felt like it wouldn't be useful to other people. And it would just be me like sharing in a way that mm -hmm. felt like oversharing and in a way that was not, you know, like I, I don't really put stuff out there unless I feel like it's going to be useful. <laughs> like right. I don't want to just right. randomly. Um, so, so that's something I've been thinking about is just like, what is the way to start to maybe talk about some of this stuff, which feels like a disclosure, you know, like, but I don't want it to be like, official or formal or like, hey, there's this thing, you know, like, I, and I don't mean to, now people are gonna be like, oh my God, what is this what thing talking she's about? talking about? Like, what, what's going on? Um, I don't have like a secret child. Like, I mean, it's not, you know, like, it's nothing like that. Um, but, you know, I mean, just the, there's stuff that it changes over time, like what mm -hmm. you feel comfortable sharing. And sometimes you just have like certain keys that unlock certain doors and you're like, oh, okay, like it's time. Um, and again, I'm not quite sure what that looks like for me yet, but I think it's, it's one of those things that to me, I have this instinct that mm -hmm. some of the magnetism is in there mm -hmm. and it's just a, it's more, it's sharing the full picture, yep. you know, versus like a slice of the picture. And I, it's going to bring it full circle, I think for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking about that and, yeah. and kind of trying to figure it out. But the other thing that I'm super excited about, which I can't go into details on, but, and I haven't even talked to you about this. So once we stop recording, I'll tell you the whole story. Um, <laughs> so I have this thing that's going on in my life and I am going to do what I did with my podcast when I was writing my third book, where I started podcasting about it, but not releasing it mm. because I wanted to like have a stable of episodes. And I actually wasn't sure at the time I was going to release it. I was just doing basically like audio diaries about it. And I'm thinking about doing it for this thing that's happening that I think people would want to know, but I can't talk about it in the moment. Like mm -hmm. I just, for a number of reasons, like I can't go there. And so, yeah, I think I'm going to start secretly recording some stuff. And to me, that feels like magnetism too, because like if somebody comes and they're like, hey, this thing has been happening and I haven't been talking about it, but now I am. And don't you want to hear it? Don't you want to like binge it, it like Netflix? And, and <laughs> you know, like, I'm always, I'm like, oh my gosh, you've been dealing with that? Like, tell, tell me more. Like, I want yeah. to know more. So there's definitely this kind of like voyeuristic, like, <laughs> I want to see. <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I love sharing behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. This is a situation in which I want to share behind the scenes and I can't. And mm. so it's like, I got to tell you about this. Yeah. But you're going to have to get it on a delayed cycle. Yeah. Um, so there's stuff like that, too, that I feel like it's I'm kind of planning for the magnetism to happen like after the fact, because mm -hmm. I just ha I have to be careful about what I disclose about certain projects or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that's a lot of like abstract secret <laughs> stuff that I can't talk about. But that's how I'm, that's what I'm thinking about. Katie, you just you just did what you've been talking about this whole time, which is magnetize the audience and now they're right all are like, you like so drawn in and you're gonna be like things? wait when is she gonna disclose this i need to join her email list <laughs> i want to know when this happens oh that's funny oh yeah so you can i mean join it's... katie's email list on her website <laughs> well this is the challenging thing too if like you know when you have something that you have decided not to talk about and then you do talk about it and I actually think your walk with infertility is a great example of this that was a big deal for you to kind of talk about that and disclose that you've been dealing with it. And 
you have to think kind of carefully about like when do you do that because it's a private thing that is really meaningful to you and to a lot of other people and I mean how did you make that decision of I mean video seems like a medium that would make sense because Mm -hmm. that's you know your medium of choice but how did you pick the when and the where and the how um it's interesting. I was, uh, I'm going to, I will get to an, an answer on this question, but uh, I was reading again, Brene Brown. We're just coming back to her again. Uh, I was reading Thanks, part of Brene. Daring. Thanks, Brene. I was wearing, reading part of uh, her book, Daring Greatly the other day. And um, she talks about in it, the, the difference between oversharing and, you know, over disclosing and vulnerability, that those things are right. different. Right. And she talks about the different ways that she goes about thinking about it. And as she was, as I was reading this, I was just like sitting there nodding, like, yeah, that's exactly what I did within the context of this, um, this particular disclosure. So for me, there are a couple of different elements that, that, uh, were really reflected in what Brene had to say, but it's, it's this element of if it is, if it's something I am still like actively and emotionally grappling with, um, in a way that disclosing it feels unsafe or feels like I feels like I'm opening myself in a way to be hurt by people's reactions to it. Right. Or you wouldn't know how to respond to certain reactions to it. Exactly. That, right. Then I'm not going to share it. Right. Like that. Then it's not ready. Similarly, if it's something that I'm still um, seeking the counsel of my sort of trusted advisors on, um, or that I have not shared with that inner circle, then I'm not going to share it with the internet. (laughs) So those people come first and I want to process with those people and come to a place where I understand this, where I am with it. Um, even if it's not, I'm not at the end of the journey yet, obviously, but I have sort of gotten to this place of like accepting that this is where I am right now. And like some days it really sucks and other days it's okay. And that's just kind of the way it goes. Um, and also knowing for me that a lot of the stuff um, when I was going through losing my father-in-law and all the grief and stuff associated with that, the things that meant the most to me were those those um, honest posts that people would share about going through grief and going through loss and what it's like in the midst of it. Um, and you can really only get that reflection kind of on the other side of it. And, and again, I'm not on the other side of this infertility journey. I'm still very much in it, but I got to this place where I could reflect on it and share it from a place of here's what I think about it. Not here's how this is affecting me deeply and personally right now. So in a lot of ways it didn't, it's funny. So many people have said like, Oh, it was so brave for you to share that and disclose that. And I was like, it doesn't feel like bravery. It just feels like, yeah, no, this needs to be out now, right? Like this needs to be shared. This needs to be, um, you know, given to others who are struggling with this issue and who could benefit from hearing my story about it. Like, yeah, I don't have answers. <laughs> I, I don't have the perfect ending. Like it, that's, that's life. Um, and so for me, there was, you know, there were these levels of thoughtfulness about, okay, are, are all the people that need to know about this, do they know about it? Am I feeling like putting myself out there? If somebody said something critical, like, well, why didn't you start doing this sooner or whatever, you know, some dumb comment that I would take that personally, like then it's not, it's not time to share. But if I feel like, yeah, what you're going to say, one, my jerk face brain has already said it to me times 10. So like, (laughs) let's just be clear. There's nothing you can say to me that's going to hurt me that way. Um, You know, and if I feel like, if I feel like the disclosure can actually help somebody or, you know, provide an additional context for somebody else, um, then it doesn't feel like 
it doesn't feel like an, an uncomfortable or icky disclosure at that point, right? The, it's not that the emotionality is gone, but I have a better relationship with it, right? I have a more compassionate relationship with it, with myself about where I am and how this is, this is all progressing. So, you know, I'm not at the end of it, but I'm in a place where I can look at it and say like, this is what this is. And there we go. <laughs> right. Um, right. Well, and it's interesting because I think sometimes, and I don't mean to say this about your situation, but maybe more about mine, you build something up in your head and you're like, oh, this is a huge deal. And then you disclose it and people are like, yeah, uh, like, okay, what? who cares? <laughs> yeah. You know, like it doesn't yeah. matter. But it yeah. feels, you know, like that that thing you're saying about, you know, criticism and in your own head and like, mm-hmm. it, it can feel very personal. Mm-hmm. Like some of these things that we choose to share or not share and then to other people, like they just don't read it in the same way that we did um, yeah. based on whatever, you know, like their past mm-hmm. experience or their own lived experience. Um, so I think it's really interesting to kind of have these things that you're Mm -hmm. kind of deciding how you want to use them Mm -hmm. and I don't even mean to frame it that way right how 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 they show up maybe Mm -hmm. is the better place or better thing to say um but this is a really interesting place for us to land having started talking about lead magnets (laughs) it's true it is (laughs) because in some ways like what we're saying is your genuineness Mm -hmm becomes a magnetic quality for people yep and your challenge and your ability to deal with challenge or your persistence or resilience in the face of things you know like that can really draw people in Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's it's stories that draw people in and so what story are you telling about yourself or about your business or about how you can help people with their life struggles or their business ventures or you know professional challenges like that's that's what people resonate with is is that sort of authenticity. Um, but also, you know, authenticity doesn't have to mean full disclosure. It, it can mean being just kind of genuine with people and and understanding and compassionate and all of those things that we would want others to be with us. Yeah, that is so powerful. Like I, the opposite to me of a lead magnet is your story. <laughs> I mean, like seriously, when you said, what is your story? I was like, oh, that's, that's like, that's it. I mean, yeah. like you're not giving away your story through a lead magnet. Like mm-hmm. it's so much richer to think about what you're giving as a a form of your story, as a part of yourself mm-hmm. that you're sharing with the world, this idea of gifts of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's helpful. Yeah. And that's I don't, I don't need your email address to, to, to share it, right? To like, live my, well, I it's can... like, I, you're like living your truth. It's like, you can't see my truth until you give me your email address. Like, no, just live your, live your truth, people. Yeah. Uh, funny. Well, delightful as always. And uh, I love that we started with a good rant and ended with a good, like, philosophical, this is the meaning of life. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So listeners, weigh in, tell us what you think. And of course, tell us about your stories too. We love to hear about that. And if you're magnetic, tell us. We want to be drawn in. Yeah. Uh, we want to hear about what's going on. You can always uh, reach us through my email, contact at katielinder.work. Um, you can find show notes for this episode where we're obviously going to link to all things Brene Brown. Um, <laughs> and you can always find that at katielitter.work uh, slash podcasts, where you'll find an episode guide if you missed anything from earlier seasons, or if you want to see uh, links and things from what we talked about in this episode. Um, Sarah, until next time, oh, this was really was fun. Good to chat. Yay. Bye. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Make Your Way. Show notes and a transcript for this episode can be found at katielinder.work slash podcasts. Make Your Way is part of the Radical Self-Trust podcast channel, 
a collection of content dedicated to helping you seek self-knowledge, nurture your superpowers, playfully experiment, live your core values with intention, practice loving kindness toward yourself and others, and settle into your life's purpose. Learn more about the RST channel at katielinder.work slash podcasts. If you found this episode helpful, please also consider rating and or reviewing the show in iTunes. Thanks for listening.